0: Good evening church. I'm here at my house this evening doing your midweek or doing our midweek uh, Bible study. Um, Hopefully this goes good. Hopefully you can hear me. I'm going to try to speak up as loud as I can. Chase, I hope I make you proud and I just want to say thanks for all the work that you've done uh, during this whole COVID thing, putting these videos together, editing them, editing them and getting them out to the church. So for starters this evening as we get started I just kind of want to let you know kind of where I've been at in um, in my thought process for this week's study. Um, as everything's been unfolding with uh, the riots and um, all the protesting that's going on, at the same time we have COVID. Uh, I started trying to thinking, trying to think about what's causing all of this anxiety to build up, and what is it that is wrong that is just causing so much turmoil. And I started even thinking about this week being our first week back to church, what it was going to look like, how it was going to feel um, with wearing masks or not wearing masks. Um, And as I started thinking about it, I started thinking about the unity of the body of Christ. Um, And why is that so important and and why do we do that? And uh, as I was trying to put thoughts together, um, I started thinking about different verses in the Bible that talked about... um, unity of course uh, if we remember uh, the book of Acts you know it's all about the church being unified and and dropping all of the the social the social and um, the differences between all the different people that were in the church Um, and just evening the playing field so that everybody could feel free to be together and not be isolated or um, even made to feel different because of um, who you were or what you were or your, your status. Um, I know you guys have heard Brandon say it a bunch of times and it it's kind of falls along this, this quote that I like um, so much. It says, the church is a hospital for sinners, not a museum for saints. You know, and as we talk about getting back together as a church, you know, I, right now it's a little bit awkward. We're trying to figure out how to make this all work what should we be doing? What shouldn't we be doing? Should I wear a mask? Should I not wear a mask? Um, you know, and really, I think when it all comes down to it, it's all about um, restoration. God is all about restoration. And God's all about unifying the body of Christ. You know, there's the, the passage that talks about um, if you come to the altar with your offering to make a sacrifice to the Lord and you realize that a brother has something against you, You leave that offering at the altar and you go make it right with him. I know that in that context, he's talking about making something right with a brother. But kind of what I'd like to focus on there in that passage is this, that unity with God is so important. He Even in that passage, he puts off the aspect of worship in order to go make amends. With something that's not right with our brothers, or a brother. Um, so anyway, as I was putting all these thoughts together, and, and Brandon and I had talked back and forth, and I had talked to other people, Brandon sent me um, a uh, a little article by a guy named Bob Coughlin, who is a, a preacher or pastor out of Louisville, Kentucky. Um, and tonight I'm gonna cheat. Um, he has such. An amazing way of putting this all together that um, was just it really meant a lot to me and I know a couple other people that have read it um, it meant a lot to them too so like I said I'm gonna cheat I'm gonna read you a lot of this um, this little article and hopefully it does for you um, maybe what it did for me and maybe helps us put into perspective why it is that we worship together as a body and why unity is so important Anyway, he starts off. His name's like I said, his name is Bob Coughlin. He's a, a pastor out of Louisville, Kentucky. Um, he starts off by saying, "I am thankful for the virtual contact technology has made during been has made possible during this season. God has unique purposes for the weekly gathering that no live stream or Zoom meeting can replace. Perhaps we feel similar to the Apostle John when John when he wrote, though I have much to write to you or many virtual meetings to participate in." I hope to come to you and talk face to face so that our joy may be complete. That's in 2 John 12. Um, I lost my place here, sorry. Not being able to meet in person makes us appreciate more deeply the privilege, joy, and benefit of gathering with the saints. Um, what's been missing? Um, he says here on a recent Sunday he, um, he led a worship service Um, by himself, and he sang crown him with many crowns in front of a camera and seven other people. On any other Sunday, he says our church would normally explode in a spontaneous overflow of jubilant shouting and God-exalting clapping. That day, all you could hear was my voice lamenting that the congregation wasn't there to respond. And I can only hear Brandon uh, echoing back with an amen there. Uh, He also goes on to say, while writing this article, he reached out through social media to find out what people were missing most about not meeting together. The overwhelming number of comments mentioned sensory elements, hearing, touching, and seeing. And I know this Sunday being the first Sunday back to church, it was such um, a relief and a joy to be able to uh, finally get to talk to people face to face. And even those who were willing and, and able to give hugs to to take part in that and to really feel the love and the joy uh, of the of the brotherhood there. Another thing was the sound of God's people passionately raising their voices in praise together. I know that's probably one of the, the biggest things that I've missed the most. Is just sitting and sometimes I just don't sing. And I listen to the congregation as you guys lift your voices to God. And sometimes it, it brings me to tears to, to hear the heartfelt um, passion and even... Uh, as we submit to God and that's that overwhelming feeling of grace and mercy that we get through that Um, also he says here watching those going through painful trials trials lift their souls to their faithful father in prayer and song the robust amen of people responding to the preached word saints feeling victorious and defeated experiencing grace and mercy in the lord's supper opportunities to encourage Pray for counsel and get to know both members and visitors. Um, I know Sunday was pretty cool because there were some There was a couple of visitors that came uh, They were just up visiting and one particular gentleman was up just fishing and you know He just felt like he needed to come to church and he was so glad to find that our church was worshiping and so he he took uh, Some pleasure in meeting with us on Sunday Um the sweet foretaste of gathering around the throne in the new heavens and new earth. And for some, the donuts and the coffee. Though that um, that didn't happen this Sunday, I know that that can be a place where we can join together and, and fellowship together. And in the past, that has been one of the ways that we, we have done that at our church. One person's response to the question was, what, when, when, it was when it was asked, what do you miss most about not gathering? answer was simply everything. So what difference does gathering make? And he says here, I'd like to unpack that everything, the everything that the person was saying they were missing was simply everything. He says, focusing on the time we spend singing together, what difference should singing God's praise in the same physical space weekly make in our lives? I can think of at least five God-glorifying effects. Number one is exaltation. When we sing praise together, He is exalted more highly than if we do it alone. His inherent glory doesn't change, but the manifestation of it does. I think um, Alistair really kind of hit on that point this Sunday when he was talking about um, just how, how nature and everything around us screams God's glory. And as a, as a body of believers, we do that through our singing. Um... He goes on to say, um, God's inherent glory doesn't change, but the manifestation of it does. It's the difference between playing a basketball championship in an empty arena, not so strange in these days, and playing the same game in front of 20,000 screaming fans. The final score is no different, but it's safe to say that the glory of the winning team in the second scenario will far surpass that of the first. I might be no less sincere and passionate singing to the Lord alone as when I'm singing in the midst of a congregation. But hearing the voices of those around me makes me realize that God is much bigger than whatever He happens to be doing in my life. And others are experiencing the same change of perspective. That's one reason why King David's impulse was to say things like, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together. That's out of Psalms 34.3. And, I will thank you in the great congregation, in the mighty throne, I will praise you, Psalm 35, 18. Worshiping God in song together affirms that His worthiness stretches far beyond what I can offer by myself. For me, I think that's one of the biggest things that I get out of church. um, Is that I can go and as I learn to talk to the different types of people that go to our church, I realize I am not the only person who has troubles, I'm not the only person who has successes. And as we share those back and forth with one another, we learn to grow through those and learn from each other, and it, it develops a tight knit, um, a bond that uh, we should have as a body uh, of Christ. Um, you think about your own your own body and how it's knit together, and if one one little part of it hurts, the whole being hurts. Um, but at the same time, in that hurt, the rest of the body can minister to that hurt. Um, one of the other ways that um, he talks about worship here is edification. He says, My personal times of Bible reading, prayer and meditation, and worship and song are often rich and rewarding. I experience the Spirit's sweet conviction, assurance, assurance that my sins are forgiven, and fresh comfort and security in God's promises. But those times don't replace what I do every Sunday with the church. That's because we're living stones, not that random bricks being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. 1 Peter 2.4 and Ephesians 2.22 On Sunday mornings, my spirit is buoyed by the joyful early morning service of the setup team. The loud praises of those around me remind me that I am not alone in my struggles and that God is supremely worthy of my trust. I am strengthened by the counsel and the prayer of friends. I benefit from spiritual gifts like administration, mercy, leadership, and teaching. At the same time, God uses the unique gifts He's given me to build up those around me. I can't do this on my own, and you can't either. If we are eager for manifestations of the Spirit, as Paul says, then we should strive to excel in building up the church. 1 Corinthians fourteen twelve. Exhortation Why not forego Sunday service and use that time to invade our neighborhoods? Fix what's broken, feed the poor, and share the gospel. Because corporate worship is meant to fuel and direct the way we serve others for the glory of God. I think that's a great, um, great little sentence there. Um, We don't forego church because corporate worship is meant to fuel and direct the way we serve others for the glory of God. God intends our times together to be a means of stirring up one another to love and good works, as Hebrews tells us. It's worth, it's worth noting that Paul immediately follows his exhortation to sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with the command to do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. The word of Christ dwelling in us richly through song naturally leads us to want to do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. That's because each time we gather, we have the opportunity to realign our priorities, refocus on what is ultimately true, and remember whose love has changed excuse me our lives. He goes on to say, um, although God is omnipresent, He chooses to localize His presence on various occasions. He makes us more aware of of His activity in us or among us. We can't always predict when that will be, but one of those occasions seems to be when we sing together. The Psalms connect God's name being near with recounting His deeds. In Psalm 105, in the midst of singing God's praises, we're exhorted to seek His presence continually. Psalm 95 encourages us to sing songs of praise with expectation that we will hear God's voice. It's no coincidence that in Ephesians 5, Paul connects singing with being filled with the Spirit, Ephesians 5, 18-19. Nor is it surprising that in 1 Corinthians 14, 26-33, singing finds a home among uh, more spontaneous gifts of the Spirit like tongues and prophecies, which makes us aware of God's presence. I've lost track of the number of the times I've been overcome by an awareness of God's nearness in the midst of singing on Sundays. That's because God delights to reveal himself when his people are next to each other, lifting their hearts and voices in praise to him. Um, <clears throat> evangelism is another way. Even in times of social distancing, we can share the good news of the gospel with friends and neighbors. What we can't do is bring them to a meeting where they see dozens or hundreds of others reflecting the same humility, joy, and passion for Christ they see in us. Corporate worship gives non-Christians a broader and better picture of what Jesus looks like. It brings Jesus' life transforming work into focus in a way a single person's testimony doesn't. In the early church, God delighted to work through individuals like Peter, Stephen, Paul, Barnabas, and others. But the gathering church also prayed for significant for a played a significant role in the advance of the gospel. Even when churches churches are forced to meet in secret, their very existence testifies to the power, beauty, and glory of the Savior, who gave himself for our sins to deliver us from the present evil age. And I know you guys have heard lots of stories, even in our church, as we hear of uh, people in the Middle East who are suffering for their faith, Those who are in China right now, China has the fastest growing church in the world, and they have some of the most extreme um, conditions to live under um, as far as not having the freedom to worship, but their worship is continuing on, and it is much, uh, well, it's full of richness anyway. Um, That suffering tends to bring people together, if you've been spending time together. Throughout the centuries churches have in various seasons been unable to meet due to per- persecution, geography, pandemics or other limitations. God wasn't worried then and he's not worried now. His plans will not be thwarted or undone because God made the church to gather. Although it may be unclear exactly what that church what that looks like as churches start to reopen, every week brings us one Sunday closer to the day when God will gather his people from every tribe, language, people and nation to worship the lamb who was slain without question that will be congregational worship like we've never experienced before and i know you guys as much as i do wish for that um, now even more so since we've had a little taste of what that's like this last sunday until then let's gladly gladly take full advantage of every opportunity god gives us to get ready and be ready So that's the end of um, his of Bob's um, his little article there. But I hope you're encouraged as much as I was through that. Um, he put it together much, much more eloquently than I had planned. Um, but I would just encourage you to take heart, to take courage, keep pushing forward. And ultimately, let's fight together for the reunion of our church, for the body, for restoration, for our relationship with one another as we push forward through COVID. Thanks, you guys, and I pray that um, you are doing well and uh, be a light for God and uh, stand for Him through this this tough time. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. Bye-bye.